The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Dr. Alba Raffaella is with us here today. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today. Now, you've got a new book called Breaking the Mirror, the story and guide on how to recognise and deal with a narcissist. So is it pretty self-explanatory what the content (laughs) of that book is? Right. Yep. Yeah. So I'm a clinical psychologist and I was married to um, someone who had narcissistic personality disorder. So I figured I would write a book about my experience from both a psychologist perspective and as a as an ex-wife. Yeah. And the title of it being Breaking the Mirror, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, good question. So what that means is when we are in a relationship, specifically, you know, a romantic one with a narcissist, we try really hard to live in the image of that person. Mm. And we kind of create like this false, you know, this idealized self that the other person wants us to be. And when I left the relationship it's this metaphor for breaking the mirror i'm breaking the mirror of the image that he uh conceived of for me and Mm. created my a new mirror basically Mm. a new image of myself yeah and how would you actually define a narcissist because i've always thought and probably most people have just associated it with somebody that fancies themselves and thinks they're amazing (laughs) but is there more to it a kind of controlling nature in there as well and things yeah so we use the term very loosely you know in society especially with social media, like someone who's just vain or selfish or self-absorbed. And for a clinical diagnosis, there has to be specific criteria. So typically, um, these individuals are grandiose, they're know-it-all, they're very manipulative. Um, They have tactics to project their feelings onto other people. Um, They have responses that are, you know, like temper tantrums, basically, over seemingly small things. So there's an instable mood. And at the end of the day, it always comes out to be about them in some way, Mm. them being in a positive light. They're better than everybody else. They're (laughs) smarter than everybody else. (laughs) Um, It's us against the world. And they build you up on this pedestal and then, you know, they they knock you back down and they're very emotionally manipulative. Um, There's different types. There's vindictive types or bullying, aggressive types, but... 
yeah, there's a piece of that. There's a piece mm. of the they're self-absorbed and they they fancy themselves. Like <laughs> yeah. And how mm. does it all work? Because that sounds like they've put a lot of thought into it and sort of planned it out. Is it like that? Or is it sort of subconscious and they just have this personality and aren't really thinking about it? Right. It's actually, um, it's not planned. There's a genetic Mm. component. It's a personality disorder, meaning that it's never going to be cured or go away. They often have very poor insight into themselves and they really Mm. don't go to therapy because they don't think they have a problem. They think everybody else is the problem. And it's a a longstanding pattern of behaviors. You know, they have impersonal difficulty. They can be seen as arrogant or haughty entitled mm. so oftentimes it's not even conscious on their end because that's their their reality that's their world of being this way yeah and do you know what causes somebody to be a narcissist are they just like that from birth or could it be perhaps childhood mm-hmm. experiences well typically in the world of psychology we we look at things as nature and r- nurture there is it we do see it threaded in families for personality disorders and oftentimes mm. in order for narcissism to develop there has to be something in childhood that occurred now it could be an actual trauma Mm. in childhood or it could be a perceived trauma that a kid has sometimes the parents overindulge that child and they spoil them and they're the prince charming and the golden child so that can also create a narcissistic personality disorder Mm. but oftentimes it it could be just be real or imagined trauma or abandonment even i don't even mean like a physical abuse or anything um so all of that together plus that child's experiences in the world helps culminate the uh Yeah. And I think you mentioned quite briefly that you're not able to unbecome, if that's a word, (laughs) a narcissist. But are there ways to sort of suppress it? And maybe if you are married to one or just know one, are there ways for you to tone them down a bit? (laughs) Well, um, being in a relationship with one, it kind of depends. Like there's usually Mm. a lot of boundary setting that needs to occur, Mm. not trying to please this other person and becoming too codependent. Um, depending on, you know, if it's aggressive or violent, oftentimes people end up getting, um, you know, like leaving them or getting a restraining order on them yeah. or having to block them on social media just because the other person doesn't like to be abandoned. You know, yeah. if it's a boss, you can, you know, set boundaries and quit your job. You can cut off a friendship. Mm. Um, but oftentimes when I work with people who are dating or married to a narcissist, they really have to come to a realization that this is pathological. person isn't going to be different. Yeah. You accept that one stay with this person this is what you're going to have to do to protect yourself Mm. the biggest key is um not responding when they fly into a fit rage just sitting there and gray rocking we call it just being quiet just letting it happen and not engaging because you're Mm. you're not going to (laughs) win yeah you're not going to win that yeah, that's yeah. the best solution in a lot of arguments, actually, because then <laughs> right, right. you never encourage them. No, and you just go round and round and round and they wear mm. you down, you know, because oftentimes these individuals are very intelligent and very charming and seductive. And um, they wear you down to the point of mm. exhaustion where you just throw in the towel at that point. Yeah. And are there narcissists that realize they're a narcissist and try and get help? <laughs> um, rarely. There is a, a kind of therapy that is, was created specifically 
specifically for personality disorders called schema therapy. Mm-hmm. And there are people who who do engage in therapy. I would mm-hmm. say it's it's less way less frequent than people who have insight into depression or anxiety that they have. Um, so sometimes I don't want to say like all or never, but yeah. um, sometimes they can. And mostly, you know, there's not going to change. They just learn maybe to to deal with their tendencies. Yeah, and maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. There might be somebody listening to this right now realizing hang on a minute i think i might be a narcissist what kind of advice would you have for them well usually they have to get accurately diagnosed you know yeah. go to see um go see a psychologist psychologists uh, usually have more experience in diagnosing than um, someone who maybe has a master's level hmm. degree although they can as well and really just you know kind of like getting through the denial of it or don't read the internet you know don't read a web md <laughs> asking friends or family about you know what how they they honestly see this person mm. um there are a lot of books on it but usually they're written for the um the friends family members or the spouse of the narcissist but mm. definitely getting help for it because there are ways to help manage the mood swings yeah. um and relationships as well yeah definitely how exactly does your book help us deal with a narcissist does it have certain tactics that you're able to share Mm -hmm. yeah i kind of integrate my story you know my life story with him and also uh clinical you know wait in order to to recognize see the red flags and have when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
some maneuvers and tactics to deal with a narcissist. And most of the time, it really is setting a lot of firm boundaries, like physically leaving the house um, or just physically getting away. And a lot of it is really just not internalizing what this person believes about you. So you may not necessarily have to leave, but ways to change your own thinking about yourself and that person. So my book highlights that and also, like I said, intertwines my my story. Yeah, definitely. And how long did this book take you to write? You know, um, it felt like it took forever, but it was about six months. It didn't really take me too long because once I started just kind of writing, it was very healing for me. And I just was able to let the story just flow. And I had always wanted to write a book. I just wasn't sure what I what I had <laughs> wanted to write. And I was journaling, you know, like I, I normally will journal. I tell my patients to do these things. So I, I try to do them as well. And um, yeah, it just kind of emerged into a book. I kind of felt like I wanted people to hear my story. Yeah. And the fact that I'm a psychologist still was in a relationship for 27 years with this person. It can happen to any of us, even us in the field. Um, and there's no you know, shame with that and recognizing that there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And has this pandemic perhaps helped you have a little bit more time to write the book, given that we haven't really been allowed to do much other than stay at home? Yeah, I think so. It, it was... Um, I'm still seeing patients you know, yeah. in person, so telehealth in my practice, but it definitely gave me a lot of time. Plus, I left him during the pandemic, so all of this uh, is really fresh in mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was able to really just have time to myself to be able to, to process all these feelings and work through it on my own, mm. in addition to support from friends and family. So yeah. I think, yeah, all of it. The timing really helped. I was honestly not thinking it would uh, be so quick, but the book writing company that I was using, we just had to flow where I just gave them pages every single week and they edited it as we went along and they, you know, helped me be accountable every week. Yeah, and that's a good point because there's been a lot of people probably that have been locked down during this pandemic with a narcissist and there's not really Mm -hmm. many ways they can escape. Yeah, absolutely. No ways to escape, especially in the beginning of pandemic, just being locked in the house and not being, I mean, you can go for a car ride maybe, but so it's definitely uh, been challenging even for a lot of patients I see that are dating or in a relationship with a narcissist that or even it might be their own child it could be their parent it could be their child and it kind of helped in a way too if it was if they weren't living in the house with that person that they don't have to now go see their narcissistic dad or mom (laughs) because of the pandemic there's there's a physical boundary that was already uh, inherent in that yeah that's also a good point and you mentioned children there is it quite common to notice narcissistic children because i guess the stereotypical think they're amazing thing is kind of almost normal in a lot of children naturally isn't it yeah it is so that's why um a personality disorder such as narcissism cannot be diagnosed until someone's 18 because kids inherently are uh self-absorbed and grandiose and entitled this generation this gen z generation Mm. so we have to wait and we can see it emerging you know but diagnostic have to wait till they're 18 because we have to see is this a phase and then they come out of adolescence and they reset (laughs) and what is your ultimate goal with this book well 
I dedicated the book to my son. He is too young to, you know, read it now. But yeah. I mean, eventually I would love for him to kind of read it or see my side of things. Um, but I just want to help people. You know, I already do that in my profession. And I felt like it was, you know, an honest memoir that I'm able to share with people, not just say, hey, this is this is a, what I know about it from professional experience. Yeah. And I would hint at it. I would say, well, personally, I know. But I just I just think that hearing my story can help people who make some changes in their life, maybe seek some help um, yeah. or just feel normal, feel a sense of normalcy that they're not alone with these types of toxic relationships. Yeah. And there's probably not many people better qualified to write this book because you have the experience and you're a psychologist. So you've got both the things that you need, really. I was thinking that, yeah. And when I was mm -hmm. looking to see what was out there, because I've read a lot of this myself once, and that's kind of how I realized what was going on in my life was, um, you know, written by psychologists about cases or written about, um, you know, maybe people that they knew, but they didn't really name, or they were written by people who were non-psychologists and, and their marriage or their relationship. So I just thought that it was unique kind of blending the both uh, credit <laughs> for credibility purposes. Yeah, absolutely. And what's yeah. it like to actually write a book about a personal experience? Do you find it quite challenging or maybe a bit cathartic? Both. Yeah. Honestly, mm. I went through phases of it where it was initially pretty cathartic yeah. and then it was really challenging. And when I first, when I published it, cause it wasn't that long ago that we published it on uh, Barnes and Noble and Amazon and yeah. uh, digital formats, I, it was really like exciting, but also super scary. Cause it mm. was, I felt so vulnerable. Like my story is out there. Yeah. Um, and there were nights when it was really challenging where I was triggered, you know, by reliving it, you know, memories of what it was like being married to this person. So yeah. it was definitely a combination, but I still think at the end it was it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And are you planning mm -hmm. to write more books after this? You know, um, I thought of it. You know, we're going to see how this one does. <laughs> but yeah, it could be it could be a part two of this. It could be other books you know, in the field. Mm. So I would like to now that I'm, I'm technically a published author. <laughs> I would like yeah. to. Yeah. And I guess are there other psychology topics that you would be quite interested in writing about? There's so many. And I think that's yeah. what I was hung up on for so long was I don't know what to write about. I feel like I know so many topics that I've dived into and been interested in. Yeah. I just didn't know where to start. So this was definitely a springboard for that. So um, I, I would like to. I would like to write other other books as well. Yeah, absolutely. But in the meantime, where are we able to check out this book if we'd like to have a little read of it? So um, we're just beginning my marketing campaign and my website will be up soon. Um, it'll be probably live next week, www.albaraphaela.com, sorry. Um, and it is published on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, and it is available on lots of different digital formats as well. Yeah. So no Audible book yet, hmm. but um, those are the main places that people are finding them. I think they'll be in bookstores as well, so yeah. that'll be cool. Yeah, it'd be good to have an audiobook that's read by somebody that loves mm -hmm. the sound of their own voice that would be quite ironic <laughs> right yeah getting somebody to read it and, uh, or read it that's a narcissist that likes to sound their own voice <laughs> yeah. well thanks very much for joining us here today it's been great talking to you oh you're welcome thank you planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribben Show.